Welcome to Power Fueled Living, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Through Christ, we can thrive in every area of our lives. Today we are talking about life transformations. I have my guest here, Angela Washington. Angela, thank you so much for joining me today. You are very much welcome. It is my honor, Lisa, to pour into the kingdom. Well, I, I, I am excited about this show because, you know, we experience so many trials and tribulations in life. True. We experience changes, we experience shifts, we experience seasons. Yes. And for some of us, some of those experiences have caused us to become bitter. That's true. And for some of us, it's caused us to become better. Yes. And so I want to share your story because it caused you to become better. Angela, tell us your story. Lisa, it is so many parts of my story. The things that hurt me help to heal me. My pain has purpose, and that is why I love to share my life with other people because so many people have had the same hurts that I have, but they don't have the healing. They have had the pain, but they don't know the purpose. And so I want to take this time to share just a few things with you. My greatest transformation took place when I was at my lowest point in life. I had gotten sick and I had major surgery. I live in Arlington, Tennessee. Right before I had the surgery, my granddaughter had just passed at four months old and my son was grieving greatly behind her loss. I heard people say that when you lose a child, it's, it's not like any other death that you could ever experience. And I believe that. My mother took the death of the grandbaby extremely hard as well, but I got my son to come and stay with me and my mom, she stayed in Florida. So I'm dealing with two grieving people. I'm the kind of person that try to help everybody. People on my job, Miss Angie, Miss Angie. People on my street, Miss Angie, Miss Angie. My children, my family, they all come to me and God gives me answers for them. He gives me the strength for them. But at this season of my life, I couldn't help anybody. Mm. When I was at the hospital after I had the surgery, I had had four surgeries before. But this surgery here was the most devastating surgery I had ever had. When I had to move in the bed, it just hurt so bad. Lisa, until the pain showed on my face, my coworkers, they, they just couldn't even stay in there with me because of the way I looked and the groans I made. I, I'd never heard that bad in my life. When I had to get up and take my shower, when the water hit my body, it was like it hurt everything inside of me. I had never felt that kind of pain before. My so goodness. just imagine I go home and I'm in the bed and every move I make, I'm hurting. So I'm just trying to stay still as much as possible. I'm thinking of the relationship I had been in at church for five years, which was an ungodly relationship. I will honestly tell you that. And the young man broke up with me in a text. Oh my. How hard 
was this to take. Right. But I guess he just couldn't face me and tell me. So I got to deal with rejection, feeling unloved. I got to deal with my son being broken and I can't help him. I got to deal with my mama hurting, fighting with one more case of depression and I can't help her either. I'm laying in this bed feeling extremely helpless mm -hmm. and hurting. And I hurt and I prayed and I hurt and I prayed. So you were experiencing this chronic pain in your body, mm -hmm. emotional pain, mm -hmm. mental disturbance, right? Because yes. you, you couldn't handle all of it. Yes. My Lord. And how long did this take place? It was right at two months of time mm. that I was home. Okay. I had talked to God before in my prayers years and years going by. Lord, make me a better Christian. God, I want to be a better servant. God heard me. And he took me through this class I didn't think I signed up for. I was in a counseling session with him that I didn't think I signed up for. All right. And when you pay for a, a counseling class, you can choose to go or not to go. You can choose to be late, leave early, not to take your books. You can make those choices. But when God has you in a counseling session, you have no choice but to sit there and listen. Captive audience. An audience of one. I'm laying there and I'm hurting. While I'm going through the healing process, the spiritual healing process, the physical healing process, I got an infection. I had to go back to the doctor. I got shingles because I had had chicken pox before. I got to make it to the doctor. Um, I had some excessive bleeding that should not have been. I had to go back to the doctor. So instead of making two just regular checkups, I ended up making five trips total, more than what I should have made. But I'm laying there, I'm thinking, Lord, if I knew I would have faced all of this, if I knew I would have hurt this bad, I would have asked you when I was asleep on the table having surgery to just let me keep sleeping. Wow. Because Lisa, I would have never wanted to face everything I faced at that moment. It was just that devastating to you. I've experienced many things, yeah, and but never that much at one time. You know, Angela, and that's a good point. You know, a lot of times we, we experience one issue and, and, and we can recoup, you know, we can recover. We may have another issue hit us right afterwards and it's like, okay, God, another issue. And, and, and you know, sometimes life happens that way. Mm -hmm. But you had one issue on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. At one time, one season of your life, and it sounds very overwhelming. What caused you to continue to love God in the midst of that? God kept giving me little tidbits of mercy and grace. He mm. kept sending little signs that I'm right there. Mm -hmm. Right before the surgery, I had 13 hours and some minutes of benefit time. I knew a lot of people in my company, and I let them all know, I'm going to have surgery, I'm going to be home. I need you to donate me some sick time. And Lisa, every so often I would email the HR lady that covered, you know, my sick time donation. Mm -hmm. And she would say, Miss Angela, once again, somebody put some more time. Mm 
Wow. Once again, somebody put some more time. My neighbors, they brought food. Thanksgiving came. And my best friend, that I would normally go to her place in Mississippi to eat with her, I said, Annie, I'm just hurting too bad to sit up that long to make the trip. She said, Angie, I want you and Johnny to come. I said, I, I can't sit up that long. Annie cooked an entire meal for me mm. at my house and came to my door at 8 o'clock in the morning, Thanksgiving morning, yeah. with everything oh I would my. have cooked at How my beautiful house. beautiful is that? My mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. To have, to have the favor and grace... Yes. But to have people in your life that loved you enough, cared about you enough, mm -hmm. to give their sick time, to take time to cook for you, that is an awesome thing to happen during seasons like that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, not everyone has that. They don't have connections. They don't have relationships. They don't have those type of people and, and, and experiences when they are in trials and tribulations to build them up, to encourage them. What would you say to people like that? I would say, be faithful, because it's only a test. When you are healthy, communicate with everybody. Mm -hmm. If you see a homeless man by McDonald's, ask him, how you doing? You want something to eat? What you want? Go buy it. Give it to him because that could be you one day. If you look at a whole lot of small things and say, this could be me, when it is you, God will send an angel to you. You know, I, I, I like what you're saying because the word of God does tells us that we will reap what we sow. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, if we're so consumed with me, myself, and I, and we don't reach out and we don't give. And people are like, why is this always happening to me? Well, have you reciprocated? Have you done some things for others yes. that you're expecting them to do for you? Life is fragile. Yes. And, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about how he knows how to abase and how to abound. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, we, uh, life can change just like that. That's true. And so we have to be very careful not to be high-minded, prideful, haughty, feeling like this is our life, it'll always be like this. You know, not to be fearful or scared, but just be sober-minded. Sober-minded about life and about our lives. And so I think when we are sober-minded and start thinking more empathetically, you know, when you have an opportunity to minister to somebody, to help someone, to serve someone, to be kind to someone, why not? Why not? And so I think you made a great point there that, you know, being kind to others and sowing that seed into others can make a difference in our own lives because we can then reap. We have fruit. We have, you know, because we've sown seed, we've watered seed. Mm -hmm. So now we have a harvest that we can receive from God yes. because we've done those things. Yeah. So how did this end? What was the transition that took place for you? Well, I'm laying there, Lisa. And I can't just really cry, boo-hoo-hoo, like that. But I'm laying, and it's like an like ongoing film that God was showing me in my life and tears were rolling from the side of my face and I'm thinking he showed me that when I was nine and I was molested by a family member I brought you through that 
when you was 14 and your mama shot herself in front of you. I brought you through that. When you was 21 and your mom went down the hallway and she jumped off the balcony, I brought you through that. So many things that could have broken another person. He brought me through all of those things. When I graduated from school and she killed her boyfriend and I was 17, he brought me through that. So many things before I ever was 25, he brought me through. If you ever lived with a person that suffers from depression and addiction, mm -hmm. and you were living good until they started messing up the money and you find out you're getting evicted because you just refuse to pay double bills, the rent, the lights, and all this. I was in the house and they had an eviction notice on, on the door and no lights. And I had my daughter to stay down the street with a neighbor of mine until I got my next check so we could move. I was in a place I had never been. When we did move and we didn't have a heater because I couldn't buy a heater. I bought a refrigerator and a two burner hot plate. And I'm with all my clothes and cover in the living room and I do like this and it's cold air and I got to go to sleep and I'm pregnant with my son. All of these things, God is letting me know that I got you through all of those things. Mm -hmm. Angie, I was always there. I was always there. And so he told me that I'm going to have to get some people out your life that you wouldn't get out your life. I'm going to have to let you know that some of these things you got to let go because you can't do what I want you to do, dragging all this garbage along. Mm -hmm. So he brought back to your remembrance his goodness. Mm -hmm. the trials and tribulations that you had gone through through the past that you probably didn't think you were you would survive even then but you survived them mm -hmm. he gave you strength mm -hmm. you know I, I am um, my mother committed suicide and a lot of people said how what I, I don't know if I could have taken that I don't know why are you so strong why are, it wasn't my strength Mm -hmm. It was the strength of God That's right. That's that right. helped me through that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk a lot about God's grace and God's mercy. And we look back at our lives and say, oh, my God, I should have been dead. I should have been this. I should have been that. And we think, whoo, I'm glad I escaped that. I'm glad it didn't work out. But God, because he loves us, mm -hmm. he loves every human being. And because he loves us, he shows us so much grace and mercy. Even when we don't love him, even when we're not thinking about him, yes. even when we don't know him, haven't heard about him, he loves us so much and shows so much grace and mercy. So he reminded you of all of that. Mm -hmm. And so when he reminded you of all of that, did that strengthen you? Well, as he told me, and I'm laying there just kind of absorbing it like a sponge, mm -hmm. I'm just absorbing it. I can't really comprehend it all, but I got to this particular place. I don't care if I live to see tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy today. Okay. I found that I'm going to find joy in the moment. I don't have to plan for to, to be happy tomorrow. I'm going to be happy today. If I hurt, I'm going to be happy. If I can't even work on my son's situation, I'm going to be happy because things go on without you. Yeah. No matter what you do for somebody else and what you can't do, for somebody else. Things go on without you. So you shifted your mindset. I definitely did. So you took your, you t it sounds like you took your focus off of what you were going through, what you were feeling, and said, I'm going to praise God anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be grateful for today. I'm going to live for 
today? I that, found my pain had purpose. My pain had purpose. We look sometimes as we are survivors. We are survivors for a purpose. You survived this because God wanted you to do something with that. You survived going crazy because God wanted you to, sh to share your story with somebody else. And you might be on the edge of being crazy, losing your mind, losing everything. But you got purpose in that edge. You got purpose in everything you survive. So what were your days like after you decided to enjoy the day? What were your days like? I write spiritual poetry. The day I was healthy enough to go back to church, pastor asked everybody to give their spiritual gifts, not only up front in the basket like we normally would do, but he wanted us to walk up to the pulpit. He was going to lay his hands on and pray on everybody. And I'm thinking like, oh, Lord. It was all I could do to make it in the building. Now I got to get up here. But I walked up. He prayed on me. And I put my hands up since I write spiritual poetry. And Lisa, I started writing three times the poems that I did before. Wow. God gave me way more poetry than I wrote before. And then he gave me a different tone to it. That wasn't the same before. I mean, they, they were just completely different. I went back to work and my coworkers, they said, well, you seem happier than you used to be. I said, I am happier. It was a noticeable joy that I did not have before. Now I had a certain level of joy, but it wasn't like what I have now. You know, I don't let all this stuff stress me like I did before. What's going on around me? Okay. You know, that's going on. God going to work it out. I stopped trying to do it myself. That was my problem. I was trying to do these things. Mm -hmm. And God really just took me through that class to let me know, if you just sit back and let me do this, rest. it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Cast your cares on him. So what are you doing now, Angela? I am, I moved into being a speaker, something I had kind of danced with before. But it is something I know that is completely in my heart to do. I started writing more, so I speak into more places. I started a book, and because I have so many parts of my story that connect to other people, because I'm always pouring into the hearts of the people on my job. Miss Angie, uh, I have this problem. Miss Angie, I have that problem. And God has given me a really good gift to communicate and to have, as you said, empathy and not sympathy. When I know I've already been where you're at, but I'm older than you. I don't want to force feed you my experience, but I can tell you, well, baby, this, this is what Miss Angie went through. And if you want life to be a little bit better for, me, for you, then you're going to have to watch the signs that God gives you. You're going to have to ask God for discernment. I don't just tell you what I experienced. I'm telling you how you need to get your information from God. You've got to ask him for discernment. And when he gives you the sign, don't reject the sign because you don't like the sign. Go ahead and follow through with what he's showing you because it's going to be better for you. I've learned how to pour into people the way God wants me to, to pour instead of not being like I used to be. Just consider me the woman at the well. I met a man that told me all about myself. He was a man I couldn't touch, Lisa. But he was a man that touched my heart. Mm -hmm. I poured my heart at his feet. And he poured into me. And from then on, I was never the same woman anymore. Angela, when he was telling you about yourself, 
revealing these things, was there any shame or condemnation or regret that tried to creep in? I was ashamed that I didn't let some things go myself, but I got past that. Mm -hmm. And so how did you, how did you get past that? How, how did you deal with that? Because a lot of times when we have those moments with God, um, and even some aha moments, you know, mm -hmm. when the Holy Spirit began to reveal things, we have to be very careful not to allow condemnation to overtake us. Mm -hmm. And so what did you do to keep yourself from doing that? Well, as you know, I write poetry. Mm -hmm. And so I'll share one with you that will kind of elaborate on that one. Uh, it's called, You Can. When life expands outside your plan and you can't make it, God says you can. Have faith in him and not in man. He'll hold your heart and hold your hand. When you don't think you can be where you need to be. When you don't want to let some things go, when you feel ashamed of what you've done, how long you did it, God says, it's okay. I can make you stronger. I can make you better. I have forgotten everything you did that you hadn't forgotten. Forget it and let's move on. Because all of that stuff was needed to make you the person you are right now. Now let's go forward and be better. I can't stay in yesterday, Lisa. I can't worry about what I didn't do, what I should have done. Mm -hmm. That was yesterday. As I told you, if I don't live to see tomorrow, I'm going to praise today. So I can't hold yesterday. Yes. I got to think, today, I'm going to see Lisa. Today, I'm going to have my best time in life with Lisa. Whoever sees this, I hope they get something from me and Lisa. Absolutely. But I'm going to enjoy this moment, Lisa. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what happens. Yeah. And so, therefore, I have no condemnation. Because I'm going to enjoy the moment. Yeah. You can't enjoy life if you hold on to, I wish I should have. I could have. Could have, should have, would have. I can't I can enjoy life. But if I just say, today, I'm going to enjoy myself. My head might be hurting, but I'm going to smile. Mm -hmm. My back might be hurting, but I'm going to smile. I can still smile, Lisa, through all my pain now. Before, I couldn't. But now I can. Yeah. You did not allow your circumstance to make you bitter, mm -hmm. but better. Angela, I enjoyed your poem, and I have so enjoyed having you here with me. And I want to thank our podcast listeners for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. Please share our podcast with your friends and family, and stay tuned for another great episode of Power Fuel Living, spirit, soul, and body. God bless. Join Lisa each week for faith-filled, spirit-led messages and interviews that will empower you to live your best life, spirit, soul, and body.